Hello and welcome to Lessons with Dad. I'm here with my daughter Ruthie. Hi. We're mixing it up a little bit today because we're going to do a recap of our study of the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Ruthie and I are sitting in different uh, locations. We're sitting across from one another. We've uh, done a lot side by side and so this is nice. I get to look at you, Ru. <laughs> <laughs> I know you may not like to look at me, but we get to talk about what we've done. And so how, what, tell me about your experience. What have you thought about the study of Luke and Acts? Um, I really like going through these books because like people always look over them like as not important because I've never really um, read through them like fully. No. I've just read like single verses. I think that's a lot of what happens to a lot of kids and a lot of people, I, uh, as a, as a kid, I went to church and read verses, but I had never read the Bible until I was adult. I was over 30 years old when I first read the Bible. So that's a really good point. And that's one of the reasons Ruthie, why it was so important for me to go through it with your older sisters. And then now with you, uh, and we're doing it in podcast version, but, uh, that's a good point. Um, so any, Favorite episodes? What did you like most about your study of these two books? Um, I liked the interviews we did. Ah, and who did we interview? Um, Dr. Brooks and uh, the youth leader. That's right, the youth leader at our church. And both of them were different. What? Tell me what you liked about them. What were your favorite parts? Um, I liked hearing like their favorite like books and verses. Hmm. I did as well. I did as well. Any other highlights or things that you enjoyed? Um, I just like talking to them because you never really have like a conversation. I know. I, I, I think that's interesting because I really enjoyed that as well. We spent more time than I've ever spent with our pastor one-on-one -on -one like that uh, when we invited him to do it. That was certainly one of my highlights. Uh, other than spending time, just spending time with you doing this, which to me was a tremendous highlight uh, to have dedicated time to do these with you and, and talk with you about such important truths. But I really did. I, I agree with you. Spending time with our pastor was fun and interesting. And I thought, what a great insight for you to have that time with him. And then our youth pastor, he said something to me that was really insightful. And I'll just go back just because it really struck me that we, you know, we put everything we believe about God or faith and or many things all on the same level. And, and this is where he, we, we, the question we posed to him was, what are one of the challenges that kids face when they go off to college and makes them maybe fall away from their faith? And he said that they put everything. Well, if you smoke, you're a bad person and you're not a Christian. Well, that's not the same as do you believe in Jesus? Um, smoking may not be good for you, but it's not something that uh, determines your uh, whether you get into heaven or not. And, and that I, I use that example just because <laughs> it came to mind. But um, that would, I just loved that thought of where you can't build your whole faith on everything being equal. There are certainly different things that are of paramount importance to your faith. We believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God that he um, came and died for our sins, died on the cross, and God rose him from the dead. And that by believing in him, we're you know, forgiven of our sins. And that's, 
that's the fundamental truth. There are many other things like what time of day you pray or the food you eat or so many things that are not critical to your your actual faith. So you're right. Those interviews were great fun. What uh, what about it for you personally? What did you enjoy? Anything you think about going through the Bible and reading it with your dad? How was the how much time did we spend? How long have we been doing this? Like a year almost. I know. <laughs> it's a long time, isn't it? What do you think? Is it? Did you enjoy it? What do you think of uh, going through it with me? I liked it. I'm probably going to start like actually reading the Bible instead of just verses. Yeah. Well, look, both are good. Reading the Bible any way you read it is worthwhile. But I do like going through from time to time and reading whole chapters because it brings it together more. It's They're written that way. Um, many of them as a story or as a letter to a group of people, you get more context. It would make me very happy. Give me knuckles for that. <laughs> Love to see, hear my daughter saying that. Uh, well, listen, I have thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed going through the Bible with you uh, and reading it. It's something that's extremely important to me that I went through the Bible with my daughters before sending them out on their own so that you will go back to what the, what was the title of this series? Know What You Believe. That's right. And I want you to know what you believe so you can defend your faith when you're not living at home, when you get out on your own and you can say, no, that's not what the Bible said. I've read it. Here's what it does say. Here's what it says. And I love the book of Acts on how one, just the power and excitement. It's like a sci-fi thriller, but how simple they make being a Christian. There's not all these rules and things that you got to do this, you got to do that. No, it's you need to believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins and that he's the son of God. And then you believe that and accept him into your heart and you are a Christian. That's it. There's not, you see it over and over again with Peter and then with Paul. And what did they always do after in the book of Acts? After they believed, whether it was the jailer or where he saved his whole family or uh, the Ethiopian eunuch or anyone that's on, that they meet, uh, Peter or Paul or any of the disciples, what did they always seem to do after they had accepted Jesus as their savior? Baptized. That's right. They all went and got baptized immediately. Why do you think that is? Because like, um, they saw it like then and there mm. and like they wanted other people to see them getting baptized. That's right. And what is baptism? Accepting like Jesus as your savior. That's right. And it's a what? What is it? It's a, it's something. I've got a word in my mouth. A dedication? <laughs> it's a dedication, but it's a symbol or a ceremony, right? That represents something. Like you said, you're accepting of Jesus. And um, it's really an important symbol that says you've died to your old life, right? They, when they have accepted it, they heard the message of Jesus Christ. They've they've said, oh my goodness, I'm saved just by believing. And they, that symbolism of going underwater, it's like being buried with Christ to rise again in a new life, right? So you died to your sin and you raise again to a new life in a new way with the Holy Spirit. I think that's super cool. Anything in the Bible, anything that through the Old Testament, or not the Old Testament, the the Gospel, the Book of Luke, or in the Book of Acts, anything 
particular parts or any stories or things that you heard that you go, that was one of my favorite parts? Um, I liked the like miracles and like baptisms mm. and like how um, Christianity was spread. Mm. That's a lot. I'm telling you what, the miracles were awesome and incredible. Not only did Jesus do miracles, a lot of people may not even know how many miracles the disciples did. Tremendous amount of miracles by Peter and and Paul and others through the the book of Acts, which was Tony, it is super cool. But why? Here's a question for you. Why did God give him the power to do miracles? What do you think? To tell people that like God is real. Yeah. What else? Why? So God is real. When God gives them the ability to do miracles, what is God doing? What's he showing? Mm. Because is it the person? Is it Paul or Peter or anyone that has the ability to do miracles? Is it them doing the miracle? No. Who's doing the miracle? God. God, or maybe the Holy Spirit. You know, God is doing it through the Holy Spirit. So God is giving what when he gives someone the ability to do those miracles? Kind of like faith, faith. You got to have certainly that you have faith, but I think he's giving them a microphone or maybe uh, his stamp of approval. Um, so you're right. He's showing that God's with them. And, and that's a big part of what happens in the New Testament. That's why Jesus was given miracles to say, hey, if you don't believe in me, just believe on the fact of the miracles alone. And the miracles were God's stamp of approval to say, listen to these people, listen to my son, listen to these uh, apostles or these followers of Jesus. What they're saying is true, and it has my seal of approval. And it's a microphone because when even when Paul at the very end, at the end of uh, the book of Acts, he's going and remember, they got stranded on that island. And what he did, he went and healed people. And then after he healed the first couple people, what happened? Do you remember? He like brought people together. Yeah. But if, if once you know that somebody has the ability to heal, what do you think? More people want to get healed, mm -hmm. don't they? So yeah, people came from all over and that was a way to attract people in to say, hey, look, one, this is different. What they're saying, they have real power, right? Not only, but, but it's God's seal of approval, but it also brings so many people in that were hungry and looking, they don't have the doctors and the medicine and the you know, penicillin and all types of antibiotics that we have today. And so that was a, a huge thing to make those things happen. Well, I can, I can say I, I uh, loved going through it. I'm, ha I'm happy we're done because it's been a long time and I'm glad to move on to some other topics, but really excited to hear you might read some more. A couple points I wanna make is that one, the Bible is the source of, source of truth, Ruthie. And so I want you to know you've got this your whole life to go back, re-listen to these, but there's the whole Bible. You can read any chapter you want. Uh, feel free to call me, your sisters, your mom, and, and go through it. But it is the source of truth where we should all go to look when we've got questions or are facing difficult issues. There's so much in there and God will answer all of our questions. I've when I read the Bible for the first time, Ruthie, when I was in my early 30s, I was amazed 
at how God spoke to me personally in my heart and to me through the Bible. It, it was it was unbelievable. It was one of the most moving experiences of my entire life, I can say. Um, very rarely have you had have I had that in that only comes through reading the Bible. One, I was convicted of my sin. <laughs> that was tough to take, but God spoke to me in a way uh, that I've only had happen a few times in my life. And so I want you to have that and know that the Bible is true. I want you to be able to defend your faith. I want you to know what you believe and what's in the Bible because it means a lot. Well, any thoughts, anything you want to share with others or with me on how this went or what your thoughts are about the whole series? Um, uh, I would recommend like everyone to read these two books. Oh, well, I do think they're neat. And I think they're especially neat because they're written by the same. It's why I chose them. You could have, I could have chosen any one of the gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they all tell the same story, just from a different perspective. But I do agree. I think there's something special reading from one author's perspective, from Luke, who wrote, do you remember who he wrote his books to? It's a tough one. Theophilus. Oh, double knuckles. Give it to me. That is impressive. So he wrote to his friend Theophilus, both books, and I think he was probably planning on writing a third, may have gotten cut short. Um, but and not able to write that third one but but certainly those two when they're written to the same person from the same author it's a great way to stitch together the entire life and times of jesus's life and then the start of the church in the book of acts and the book of acts to me is probably one of the most important books the gospels are amazing the book of acts tells us how and why uh, the church got started. And what happened after Jesus left? Why are we Christians? Why do we do the things we do now? You see many of the traditions and the things in the church that are passed down from, from those people. So anyway, well, Ruthie, thank you for doing this with me. It means a tremendous amount. I'm looking forward to our next series, and we'll talk more about that on our intro that we're going to do. So thanks for listening to Lessons with Dad.